BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darling. Amy Raup is a renowned women's health and wellness expert and the best-selling author of the books, Chill Out and Get Healthy, Yes, You Can Get Pregnant, and Body Belief. She's a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist in private practice in New York, has a Master of Science degree in traditional and oriental medicine from the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, a bachelor's degree in biology from Rutgers University, and is currently working on a master's level education in functional medicine. She has appeared on The View and has been featured in Glamour, Allure, Well and Good, Hoop, Shape, and Red Book, and has received endorsements from wonderful women such as Deepak Chopra, Ariana Huffington, and Gabby Bernstein for her work in helping thousands of women improve their vitality, celebrate their beauty, and reconnect to the presence of their optimal health. She engages her large community worldwide through her online programs and with her website, amyraup.com, which is essentially where I found her. I found Amy on Instagram and signed up for one of her YouTube seminars during a time when I assumed I was broken and was never going to get pregnant. We discussed the environmental changes most women need to make their bodies ready for pregnancy from a spiritual level to making sure you're just eating breakfast. There are lots of good tips in here. So please, please, please enjoy. You know, upon learning that I, apparently I was broken and could never... <laughs> right. never birth a child stay yeah. pregnant on my own and that it was going to put me in debt for the next 10 years with IVF I, I got I got pretty depressed and so I thought I'll I'll take three months off and during that time get my body in a good place and then I saw you did something with Hannah on her Instagram and then I looked at your that YouTube series that you did it was like the seven steps to... Oh, yeah, for better quality eggs, right? right, right for better yeah. quality seven eggs. Seven ways to better quality eggs, yeah. And I started following it. And I really think it's one of the reasons I got pregnant on my own. <laughs> Yay! I love that. I love that. I, and I ultimately, every time I talk to someone who says, oh, I've had a trouble conceiving, it's amazing you were able to conceive on your own after trying for so long, da 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 I keep saying you and, and Elisa Vitti, but you in particular... Mm-hmm your positive affirmations of you can get pregnant is 
you're the one of the only people saying that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And so thank you. Oh, you're because it, it lifted this load off my shoulders. And I would love to give our listeners as much information as possible so they don't feel as lost oh, as they are sure. because I, yeah. everybody just doesn't know where to go and feels like they're broken. Yeah, which stinks. How did you get into this? Where was your career path? I mean, how did you lead to being yeah, this so fertility I, goddess? <laughs> Uh, you know I didn't choose it I'll say that you know I wanted to just be a general practitioner so I actually I've been practicing Chinese medicine so as an acupuncturist Mm -hmm. and herbalist for for 17 years and so I started Chinese medicine school 21 years ago but prior to that like my undergraduate uh, degree is biology and chemistry and then you know I I wanted to go to medical school I didn't get accepted the first time I applied which was devastating at the time, but probably one of the best blessings of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went on to graduate school for neuroscience and more biochemistry, biology, uh, things of that nature. And the, you know, with the intention of, of enrolling to medical school again. And, you know, I kind of got during that time figured out that maybe it wasn't the right path for me. And so, you know, I was like en route to be accepted to UCSD medical school. And that's where I was doing, I was a research scientist and doing some graduate level work and then decided to enroll in acupuncture school out in San Diego. And that was that, you know, and I, I stayed on at UCSD as a research scientist for about a year and a half kept my foot in that door just in case I didn't know, you know, cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This seems crazy. You mm. know, my parents, my parents were proud of me. They thought it was a very bold move. And the mentor I had at the time out at UCSD, he was really encouraging me. He, he said to me, and it always stays with me. He said, you have so much compassion. I, I feel like you're going to get ruined by the field. You know, I really want you to mm. pursue um, a medicine. Like, and he was fascinated with Chinese medicine. So he kind of turned me onto it. And there was another guy on the floor um, in our, you know, our research lab area that taught herbology. He was actually a a neuropharmacologist, but he was actually an herbalist as well from China. And so he taught herbal medicine at the acupuncture school. And so he encouraged me to go and check it out. And then, you know, so one thing led to another, and then I started practicing and, um, you know, living in New York and people were trying to get pregnant and it just kind of like one thing led to the other. Mm -hmm. Um, but really when I wrote, when I wrote, yes, you can get pregnant is when it, it, I, I niched myself as a fertility guru. (laughs) What did you learn? I mean, big question, but obviously there's a, you know, a major disconnect. What you're saying is you can, the coldness of medical school, which by the way, I respect. And of course, and thank God for it. I have friends and family members who are physicians and I highly respect them. I think they're so important. We have really educated conversations about all of these things, mm-hmm. but there was just this thing where there was no look at, you know, so this, the story goes, I was studying neuroscience, right? We were studying Alzheimer's disease in particular. And um, my grandmother also at the same time, while I'm in the research lab studying Alzheimer's disease, like looking at like these plaques that potentially grow in the brain, which we now know they do, but back then it was still questionable these plaques, because um, mind you, this was 20 years ago. My grandmother's actually has Alzheimer's and like my family, mm-hmm. like it's kind of crumbling around it because she was such a matriarchal figure and, you know, it was a real struggle. 
And my dad would talk about how her diet was so poor. Mind you, my mm. mom owned a gym while I was growing up. So we were always into like nutrition and fitness. I worked at a health food store. So very much a part of our life was, was healthy living, I suppose is a good way to mm-hmm. put it. So my dad was like, she was depressed. She got fired from her job. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. There was relationship stuff for her and she was eating chocolate donuts. He's like, you know, and he was so convinced that that had something to do with her Alzheimer's. And I remember bringing it up in a meeting, you know, at ECSD of like, we're just looking at these cells in a Petri dish. No one's considering environmental influences. No one's considering stressors or diet. And it was like, I was, you know, purple and blue. Like people looked at me like I was insane (laughs) for saying that. Like insane. Like they were like, this is purely genetic. Diet has nothing to do with it. Lifestyle has nothing to do with it. And I was just like, and I think right then and there, I mean, I was what, 20, I was 23 or something. I was like, I don't know, this is the place for me. You know, it just started. And that's my mentor. That's when he pulled me aside and he was like, you know, aim you're smart. Like you, you have a lot of good things going for you. You can definitely get into medical school. If that's what you want to do. Uh, but I'm not sure it's the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, I mean, he was in his seventies. He had been around the block a few times and, um, you know, it was profound for me to, to hear that and to realize it. And so yeah, then I, like my first lecture at, at um, the acupuncture school, Pacific college of Oriental medicine, it was like an introductory thing. They talked about the emotional, influence on disease. They talked about lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They talked about environment. And I was like, it was like, ding, 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 ding. Like this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. Did you know more people are virtual dating now than before COVID? I know it's crazy, right? With so much alone time, people are really looking to connect and find their person. And they're doing it on the dating app, OkCupid. In fact, you are 50% more likely to get into a conversation on OkCupid now compared to before lockdowns. OkCupid is famous for matching people on what matters most to them, from the food they like to the type of relationship they want, even to politics. They ask you really thoughtful and provoking questions to get to the heart of who you are and what type of person you're looking for. A whopping 93% of people on OkCupid are virtually dating right now. So it's a great time to download the OkCupid app. And guess what? It's totally free. Meet someone great on OkCupid without having to leave your couch. Download OkCupid today. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. You know, what are the most common things you see in women who are, you know, quote unquote, like struggling with their fertility that are outside stressors or environmental stressors. Yeah. So that's your food. That's your bath and beauty products. That's your, you know, need to do it all and look perfect for Instagram while you're doing it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That is a thing. Not sleeping enough, over-exercising, not eating enough calories because you're trying to, you know, maintain your college weight. You're thinking fat is bad for you or it's going to make you fat. 
you know, not taking the right supplements, just, but yeah, it's, it's all of the above. I mean, it's really environmental and environmental is like even relationships, not having healthy relationships, not speaking mm-hmm. your truth. I think, you know, surrounding yourself with people who maybe are energy suckers, you know, like all of those things are really important. So I always say, and I, and I feel like I'm on repeat because I, I was doing an interview before this and the same thing of like this, my job is not at all about a positive pregnancy test. Like that's awesome. That's an awesome side effect. I'm so excited for my girls. Yeah, that's they a get side that. effect of all the other yeah. things. But my, my job really is I, I want you back to the, or maybe for the first time, but we're back to the best version of yourself. Like I want mm-hmm. you living you again, your truth you know, your purpose. And I, and because I, in liking yourself, liking who you see in the mirror, nourishing yourself from that space, mm-hmm. like not following a diet. Cause this is what Amy says I need to do to get pregnant. Do you know what I mean? It's like, totally. like that's, that could be a good starting point. That's fine. It's a good motivator. I understand like come to me for, and get to the, get to the principles of it, however you need to, but ultimately that we wake up the you inside that, that the child needs, you know what I mean? That like, I want, I want to make really good mothers. That's really my goal. You know, oh, that's so nice to hear. Well, because you just, most people just skip over that. And that's why I'm so happy to have the podcast where I can have people on like you even, you know, we always have Dr. Lekos on the podcast and his first thing as a functional medicine doctor is like, are you happy when you wake up in the morning? Like, how yeah. do we get you happy? Yeah. So what are one of the first things I'm assuming like, when you get a new patient or, or a client in, I'm assuming looking at their period must be the first. Yeah, that's a, a big teller. I mean, but, you know, I go through all the systems. So period mm-hmm. is one of them. How, what the ovulation? Are we seeing signs and symptoms of ovulation? Um, PMS, what's your digestion like? What's your sleep like? What's your skin like? your mood? Are you happy? Are you angry? You know, like what brings you joy? Like my new patient intake form has a lot of those questions. You know, what are some of the things that you do to make you happy? Mm -hmm. Some people don't know the answer to it, you know, but, um, just, you know, a big part of the job and it's reconnecting (laughs) themselves and their joy. But yeah, so I'll see all sorts of things, but yeah, looking at the period is really important, you know, and I think though, to release some stigma around that, is, you know, you're not a robot. So you're not expected to be perfect. You should be perfectly imperfect. And so you can have a 28 day cycle one month and a 33 day cycle the next month and you're still fertile, you know? Mm -hmm. So to not get so lost in this perfectionism around what a period should look like. Like I need to have a 28 day cycle and ovulate on cycle day 14, which is like those half of those apps are so confusing for girls because most girls don't have a 28 day cycle. Most girls don't ovulate on cycle day 14. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying at the right time if they're using one of those apps because the apps are, you know, like it's, it's getting back in touch with your body and like, yeah, so I want to see a healthy, good menstrual flow, you know, a couple days, I go over it all. And yes, you can get pregnant with like exactly what we want to see, you know, but yeah, all the signs and symptoms tell me a lot about the state of the health. And like the way we look at it from a Chinese medicine perspective is fertility is an extension of health. Like it's literally your body saying, I have so much I have an abundance of like what we call blood, you know, obviously there's blood in Western medicine too, but chi and essence or jing, I have so much of these, what we call vital substances. I can make a baby. I got Mm -hmm. an overflow versus, you know, I'm running out of deficit because you're not sleeping enough. You're over exercising. Mm -hmm. You're not eating enough. You're not taking the right supplements. You're in, you know, maybe you're not the best relationships or whatever it is, or, you know, you're not prioritizing you. And so where then does the body feel safe to procreate? I do think that what I've noticed and I did it myself is 
you, okay, I'm not getting pregnant. I thought I was going to get pregnant right away. Why am I not getting pregnant? Doing some research on it and then getting obsessive over regulating your period or like, I need to eat this and like getting a, and then anyone that I talked to that that's, cause I got pregnant the moment I stopped thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing is to stop. The surrender. <laughs> That is yeah. the hardest part. But on top of that, I was drinking my bone broth and eating great tons of yummy greens and eating yes. chicken. And I started eating breakfast. I stopped yeah. intermittent fasting. I majorly yeah. chilled out Intermittent fasting is so bad for fertility. So um, bad. So bad. So bad. And Elisa I gained Vizia, weight. We talking about her before. Yeah. If some people gain weight. Elisa has a good podcast about it. I heard her on the broken brain and she just speaks so eloquently and is so intelligent in, mm-hmm. um, in the way she you know articulates it all. But, but yeah, basically like you're putting your body in survival mode. And when a body's in survival mode, it, it's not thinking like I have enough to make a human, like making a human mm-hmm. is a really big job, you know? And so you could do like, there's like the bulletproof fast where he still has, you have the bulletproof coffee in the morning with like the fat, like, so you're not really fasting though. You're actually getting fat, fat, mm-hmm. fat is crucial to making good quality eggs to a healthy uterine lining, to like the juiciness of that follicle, which is then ripe enough to get fertilized by the sperm and make a healthy baby. And so, yeah, most women come to me, say exactly what you are. They're, they're not eating breakfast. They are not eating enough protein and hence not enough fat. And yeah, they're, they're getting in like one to two servings of vegetables a day. And you really need to get, like I say, six to eight servings of vegetables mm-hmm. a day. You know, like veg should be the main, but there should be protein. I, and I think animal protein, good quality, um, is really important, you know, eggs and fish and, you know, beef and all the things, bone broth, of course, Chinese medicine, we're big fans of bone broth and mm-hmm. have been for thousands of years. It's now very popular, but it was always popular to us, but getting a nutrient dense diet, you know, I see a lot of women too, where it's like, Oh, I'm gluten free, but then they eat like all this packaged processed sugar laden gluten free foods. I see so many dangerous Instagram accounts like that. Like I'm gluten free, but here's like the eight things I eat every day from Trader Joe's that are laced with stabilizers. I'm like, that's not soy and and yeah, it's really, people ask me all the time, like, why do you think fertility challenges are on the rise? And and it's like, it's environmental. It's like a hundred percent the food we eat, the quality of the food we eat, the quality of the bath and beauty products we use. And then, you know, I think we're on our devices until 11 o'clock and then we don't fall asleep till 1130. We're up at six. We run four miles, even though we're exhausted. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That we go to a job that maybe we don't totally like. And it just run, 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 run. And that you're in a constant state of fight or flight. Oh, and then I'm also skipping breakfast and having two cups of coffee and the coffee's not organic. You know, uh, coffee carries like those super high pesticide loads. It's gotta mm. be organic and you should never have coffee on an empty stomach. But yeah, because the cortisol and basically what it does to your blood sugar and your, and your stress mm. hormone, it taxes like the adrenals automatically, like they're in like fight or flight. But if you have like, if you do it like bulletproof style, if you have fat and I think protein with it, it slows the absorption rate. You can totally have a cup of coffee a day and still conceive and actually stay pregnant. It's all about how you consume it. And then the quality mm-hmm. of the coffee, I think is really important too. Like it should be low acid and it should be organic. I never have coffee unless I'm ingesting it with fat and collagen. Yeah, same. I just same. don't see the purpose. Of, uh, also, because I mm-hmm. go, you want me to get into a real shitty mood. That's the best way to yeah. do it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's just spiral. 
Yeah, I almost make like a smoothie with it in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's like like the prebiotic fiber, and I add some sunflower lecithin, and I'm like you know, it's a little raw cacao, some reishi. It's like it's delicious, and mm-hmm. I get a little caffeine with it. Yeah, you know that credit card, the one that haunts you from the wallet, when you're afraid to look at to see what the balance is. If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it. Upstart can help you face your debt and finally pay it off. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt, all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Can you imagine the relief of that? Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to start fresh with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Pia. That's upstart.com slash Pia. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Pia. So for someone coming to you, I want to give our listeners as much juicy details (laughs) because they're going they're going to freak out over this episode i'm going to get a million questions we're going to have to do a (laughs) follow-up for somebody who has been trying Mm -hmm. is you know not really sure they want to do the ivf route because they still have this gut feeling like me i can get pregnant naturally but it's not happening you know what are your baseline okay i know i can tell pretty much most people, these are the changes you need to make. You got to um, go non-toxic with your bath and beauty products. I have a good it's list. that important, yeah. huh? I think so. Yeah. I mean, the I switched to clean a few years ago. They're but. loaded with endocrine disrupting chemicals, which are disrupting mm-hmm. your hormones. Mm-hmm. So 100%, I think. Or even if it's an 80-20 rule, you mm-hmm. know, but um, I think go non-toxic with bath and beauty products. Go organic with your food you know, cut out artificial sweeteners, you know, non-GMO, everything should be non-GMO with your food. Most organic is non-GMO. That's uh, technically they fall in the same category. Make sure you're eating breakfast, get upwards of, if you can, 80 grams of protein a day, eating every two to three hours and six to eight servings of vegetables a day, Mm -hmm. more, more cooked than raw. What else are my like baseline? Make sure you're on a prenatal that has methylfolate, not folic acid. Okay. It's so important. It's like, I think it might be the top ranking one, actually. It's so important. Like I had a girl this morning, you know, and, and, and she actually found me through Hannah Bronfman as well. And, you know, uh, whatever. Taking a prenatal that's got folic acid in it. And she's so frustrated. She was so frustrated because it was like, Someone she followed, someone she trusted. And I was like, most of 50 to 80% of us have this mutation called the MTHFR mutation, which basically means we can't take folic acid and make it into methylfolate. And so we can't use it. And if you don't have Uh, methylfolate in your body, getting pregnant and staying pregnant is going to be really hard. So, um, so would you advise to start taking that, like a prenatal that has that 
before you like while you're trying just get on that right 100%, away yeah 100 percent. three to six months before trying to conceive i think you should be that's what it. i did yeah um fish oil the DHA. Super important. so like the dietary changes because the, the number one reason behind the fertility challenges is generally speaking is that's emotional inflammation that's physical inflammation and so like the diet and the lifestyle even if you're getting in a good amount of fish and eating things like sardines or anchovies um, or, or herring, you still should be taking a, a really good quality fish oil and upwards of like you know, 2000 uh, milligrams a day. Um, what else? You know, I, ha- I have a lot of it outlined and yes, you can get pregnant, but liver, I'm a big fan of liver. Yeah, I, I bought the liver pill. <laughs> I was thinking this. Does, is that something to, that's good to take just in general? Because yeah, in general. Okay. I think you just take it. If you like to eat liver, you can eat it, but I, I call liver nature's B complex. You know, yeah. I and mean, it's got it's got the methylfolate in there again and um all your methylate because it's food. It's actually literally food. It's organ meat from, you know, grass fed cattle. I mean, you can get any different kind of liver, but it should be from a grass fed animal. And, you know, about two to three or three ounces a week is a good amount. So if you take two of the liver capsules a day, you, you pretty much get that. But that's also filled with antioxidants, some good good fats, you know. So I think those are your three like baselines that you're on a good prenatal or I talk about and yes, you can get pregnant, spirulina, which I consider nature's multivitamin, mm-hmm. which has a lot of really good, but you could just add that to like a fertility smoothie or something like that. And that's another dose of your greens. But I I, I really see where if like I just tweak when they're eating, how much they're eating protein and fat wise, and then increase the veg. And you change the, um, the bath and beauty products, get them up to bed before 11 o'clock. It's another good one. Seven to eight hours of sleep, pull back on the high intense exercise. Mm-hmm. It's, it starts to fall in place. Kind of amazing. And then of course the mindset piece where it's like, mm-hmm. like you said, you got pregnant when you stopped trying um, I think that's really easy to say, but you know, what does that even look like or mean for women? I don't think it's, you know, Gabby Bernstein says it beautifully. Uh, surrender is not about giving up. It's about giving over. And mm-hmm. so it's not about you saying like, oh, I'm giving up on trying to get pregnant. It's more about you saying, you know, I'm going to focus on me. And that's what the, my, that's exactly what I did. Myself, the healthiest version of myself that I can be and trust like, like go back. And I always say this to women too. When I first start working with them, like, what was your vision when, before you knew that there could be problems with trying to get pregnant? Like mm-hmm. how many children did you see for yourself? And it's like, you know, they always have a number and they always know exactly what they, you know, they <laughs> saw for themselves. And it's like, all right, I want you to go back to that. I want you to like almost try to get back to that vision if you can. And now just trust, like, you know, I do get very spiritual with my, my clients as well, where it's like, we have to trust in the divine timing of things. Like this isn't all on mm-hmm. us. And, you're, you're, in, you're entering into a, a relationship with a child who also has a timeline, who also has a decision and looking at the family as a whole, like when is the best time for me to come through? So it's more about preparedness. Like you get yourself prepared and that you're ready and willing for when the opportunity is, is ripe, you know, when it's coming, but to shift the focus from, I need to do these things to get pregnant to, I'm going to do this to help myself feel my best because I, that's what I do. I, I have a checklist, you know, my new patient paperwork and all my books, you know, and uh, we call it my red flag symptom list. And, and women will come to me, you know, they're trying to get pregnant. They're super frustrated. And I'll look at that symptom list and they have like 30 some odd symptoms from mm. like 
acne to PMS to diarrhea to cramping to, you know, eczema, GI issues. I mean, sleep issues, anxiety, low libido. Like, and I'm like, okay, this is what we got to fix. When these symptoms start to go away, you are going to be more fertile and you will then get pregnant. You know, that, that is usually how, and even if you're doing IVF, it'll still be, then you're going to start making healthy blastocysts, you know? That, because, so that's what I had assumed. I said, I'm going to do this regardless. I'm going to spend three months. I followed your protocol between you and Elisa Vitti. I was like, I'm going to have like the yummiest internal body that is so lubricated with uh-huh. these like very, I pictured that. And instead yeah. of saying, okay, then we'll try again in three months. Cause scientifically, if I do this for three months, that's when the egg gets better. I just thought like, I'm not in a good place to get pregnant because I'm crying. I feel like I'm broken. A baby's yeah. not going to be attracted to me with that mindset anyway. So yeah. I just thought, and, and the idea of being like taking a break from it was such a relief. Yeah. And I always tell girls who ask me this too, cause it, you know, for a year it was like, okay, we need to have sex. Okay. Well, we should have sex today because if I'm ovulating tomorrow, we want the sperm to be in there. It was like exhausting and it oh, exhausts your partner. It does. It really does a damage on like the relationship. And, you know, I, I say, and yes, you can get pregnant too. It's like babies are made out of love and it, not honey, I'm ovulating sex. I mean, you need <laughs> to have sex when you're ovulating to get pregnant, of course. Yeah. But could we make it fun? Or could could like that sex be the one time of the month or the two times of the month that it's like a little more pressured? And then the rest is like, like you should be having sex with your partner like two to three times a week, every week, you know, mm-hmm. not just to get pregnant. That's a oh, lot no, of we were pressure. like having so much sex during that particular yeah, time that, you were exhausted from that I was exhausted and like felt broken <laughs> the rest of the Yeah. Month. And you're like, uh, yeah, you didn't even want to think about it. And so it yeah. is it's like a perception shift too. And for some reason, women, yes, that a hundred percent works, but you know, I tend to see the population that are having challenges that is old and you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And so it is, it's just shifting the mindset to, you getting back to you. And then thinking about that too, like uh, I had a program I ran recently and I was saying that to the girls of like, why this vessel? Like, why is this baby choosing this vessel? Like, so make your vessel like something to be proud of. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Why this vessel? Why is this baby choosing me? Instead of like, I need to be pregnant by 32 because that's when I want to have my first and then 35 or my second, you know, whatever it is. And like spacing the children, it's like, it's less about that and more about like, you know, let's, let's make this vessel the best, most hospitable place uh, on an emotional and a physical level. And I think then it becomes very welcoming and it, then it becomes like, it it becomes a different relationship too, where it's not just about you being broken and failing at this thing. It's, it's about you working on the relationship you have with yourself and with your body and understanding that like you're creating, just like you're going to create the nursery, you know, you want to create this very hospitable home for mm. this child for, you know, the next That's 10 months. Like, yeah, right. You're, you're thinking about your colors and, you know, all the things in the nursery. Why not also think about like the uterine lining is a really important piece to this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what you do the food you eat, the life you live, how much sleep you get really impacts that, you know, and, and to, to, to give that a lot of, you know, space and, and understand that that is, that is the first home of this baby. Yeah. I learned a lot through this process about now what I call like God stuff. (laughs) I'm like, this is God stuff because Mm -hmm. I, what my husband and I were 
And my husband's from Italy. He has, he's so not the like planner type, but we had gotten to this place where we're like, okay, cool. So if, if we try in September, well, she'll be born about here. And then, and then we'll try for the next one here. And so by the time I'm 38, we'll have, uh, we just got into this. And then on a blissed out night where we were just like, had a nice date and I cooked him dinner is like, when we conceived our child, I had no idea if I was ovulating or not. Cause I was like, I'm not keeping track of this shit anymore. It was yeah. like on a nice night when we were loving each other. And then I was like, oh, I'm having a Gemini. <laughs> okay, well, it'll be a boy. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm having a girl, which I was like, not even sure I ever wanted. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, this is the God stuff. This is like yeah, surrendering to like this baby, this spirit has chosen me. That's it. And she's supposed to be here with us. And this is our and little And she knows phase. her destiny. Like that's the, totally. that's the part that I think you know, and obviously if you're not super spiritual, this might be a brand new conversation to you and might even sound like kind of out there, but that's the stuff that I, I think we're really missing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just a, it's a, it's a relationship you have with yourself to like make this vessel the most hospitable it can be on every level. But then also it's the baby's relationship with you and with its future, you know? So it knows it's like divine timing. The God stuff is like, I think I consider that like divine timing. Mm-hmm. And it really is, you know, I think like, like everything in life, as we grow and learn and mature more, most of the things that go wrong in this world or in our lives or in our relationships have nothing to do with us. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, there is so many other factors at play and to stop taking it less personally, which is so easy for me to say. I mean, you know, the challenges are real and it it truly sucks to want something so badly and for it to not be happening. And it's very normal for you to feel like you're broken. But to, if you can shift the lens a little bit of just like, okay, what are the things that are in my control? What are the, like, just what you did. I'm going to give myself three months. Like there's got to be something to this book. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's working Mm -hmm. for other people. Why can't it work for me? Let me give this a shot. But also like I'll have women and they're like, no, I went gluten-free or no, I cut out dairy and then I'll do some deeper introspection. And it's like, oh yeah, like a week. And I didn't see a difference. And it's like, okay, so that's not long enough. That's our instant gratification stuff. Yeah, it's like, well, it didn't work. That cycle didn't, no, it didn't work for that cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, you know, and we can't forget the male factor stuff too. So I do think, you know, having food in the house that you both eat, especially if, if you're in a heterosexual relationship and you're getting to try naturally at home, you know, that is really important too, to not underestimate the power of the sperm and that mm-hmm. its health is really important as well. I know I got, had him on CoQ10 and I was like, you yeah. have to eat vegetables because he eats strictly pasta. And I was like, yeah. we need green stuff. We need good protein and in and out is not good protein. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, okay, it. cool. On those small changes, it's amazing what they can do though. It's and I think sometimes people think it can't be that simple. You know what I mean? It's like really just three months of changing my diet and my lifestyle. Yeah, it can actually do it. And for some women, that's not enough and it takes longer and or they need IVF. And I don't have all the answers as to why. But, you know, I, again, I kind of rest my heels on divine timing and we're just like in this, you know, but, but that I always say to them, but you're still here. So I know you have hope. Like you're not, mm-hmm. you have a chance to give up and walk away. You're not. So I know you have hope. So let's, you know, let's not put too much pressure on ourselves, but you know, it's the consistency and frequency with which we do these things. And some people's bodies just need more time living a cleaner lifestyle and, and uh, you know, a lighter mental load than others. 
It's good regardless too. Like you said, it's a protocol that has to be followed to get the most benefits out of IVF regardless. So that's where I was. I was like, if I'm putting all this money into this, like I... I really need to make sure I'm getting as many eggs as good quality eggs out of this as possible. Um, Getting back to the spiritual aspect of everything. Is there a protocol that you recommend for your clients? Like, yes, try to go to bed the same time every night, but like like journaling, meditation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of like protocols and, and yes, you can get pregnant too, but yeah, those types of things of like, you know, there's a whole, chapter in here but i can i can read through some of it for you guys just so you have it um your instagram is also full of and obviously i'll link yeah. all of this but like your instagram is full of such helpful information and then of course the book is just if anyone is trying to get pregnant this is like the book that i feel like should be on your side table so a lot of like what we've already talked about like making this your self-love health mission instead of your making baby mission allowing yourself to become a mother. So I talk about things of like, like, I think going back to that, like why this vessel, why this body of like, what am I carrying, you know, emotionally, I think is a good question that I no longer, that no longer serves me that I no longer need. Like, what am I burdening myself with? And I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, my book touches on the surface of this stuff, you know, deeper dive or people like Gabrielle Bernstein or Deepak Chopra or Wayne Dyer, you know, Joe Dispenza, like Abraham Hicks. Those are where you can go really deep into mm-hmm. that stuff if, if it moves you to do so. My um, mom is about, a Hickser. <laughs> I'm a Hickser. <laughs> this book, like literally I got the book deal after an Abraham, like I got into the Abraham hot seat and I wasn't getting my book deal. And I was so, I was so frustrated and pissed off because I was like, this is such a good book and it should be out there and it should be on every woman's high skin. And she, she called me out. She was like, you are not in your vortex. Like you're mad that you don't have a mm-hmm. book deal. Like, and she got me back into like the, the service. I think that's the best way to put it. The service behind the mission instead of like the ego behind the mission. Mm-hmm. And anyway, then, I talk about letting go and I talk about emotions, but I, I give you some exercises about shifting your beliefs. Like I have this fear that I'm never going to be able to get pregnant or I, I fear I'm, I'm going to, you know, we'll be able to get pregnant. I'll be a bad mom. I, you know, I'm so sad about a previous loss or termination or things like that. So to rework your stressful statements. So that, that is some journaling and exercises. Like I give myself permission to let go of this stressful statement. And then you can even take it one step further and just say, well, you know, it it works for other women. Why can't it work for me? You know, it's like the social proof is in the pudding, if you will, but like go to my website and read all the stories and hope, Like, just you'll find yourself in one of those stories. You will. Mm -hmm. And if you work for her, why can't it work for you? You shouldn't be left out. And then I have them like working through like, where do I feel tension or sorrow or fear or anger in my body? And like the same thing, like loving those parts of your body to try to release it, working on bringing more joy and confidence into your life. You know, whether that's like dancing or just like what you did, like you guys just had a fun night of loving, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's baby and you were primed, you did the work, right? So you prepared and the opportunity was there. And that's mm-hmm. to look at it like that versus like, forcing it's always like nothing really comes that simple or that easily to us when we effort you know so it's more about like and maybe not everything in this book or you know or in my protocol will work for you but find the things that do and and what resonates with you like I have to say it was also really nice to not sorry to interrupt you but I don't want to forget this point it because it was so nice the surprise 
of getting pregnant instead yeah. of we had sex and now I can take yeah, this tracking. early pregnancy test a week from now. I, mm-hmm. my period was late. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no way. My period is never three days late. Yeah. It's amazing. It was that aha, okay, oh my God, it worked. Like leaning in worked. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does work. It's not so simple all the time, but it is that thing where, you know, I just think the preparedness and the opportunity and it's like, and, and that also, you know, maybe somewhere in there for you, you just said, all right, like, and I, I have girls do this all the time too. Like line up your options. Okay. If I'm not pregnant in the next six months, then yep. yeah, I'm going to do IVF and this mm-hmm. isn't going to hurt. It'll help my eggs for IVF. You know, like I have girls who couldn't get to making a blastocyst to test if they wanted to do like the genetic testing on the embryos or even just grow them out for transfer. And then, you know, it's like, I just, I have like two girls this week that, that got positive pregnancy tests. And, and I feel like in my mind, cause they were already following a lot from like my book and the lifestyle, like in my mind, what the tweaks I made were like as simple as getting more protein in their diet and getting them to eat breakfast. And then I started making blastocysts and now they're pregnant. You know what I mean? Like what? I feel like it, you know, there, there was layers cause they were doing the work and like, you know, the spiritual mm-hmm. work and you know, following the the basic protocol, but just those tweaks. So it really does. It it sets you up for success. And I don't think it can hurt on any level. Um, One of my favorite things is about giving birth to your new story. So actually like letting yourself daydream or imagine like, what do you like? What's the story going to be on the other side? Like you're telling it now, you know what I mean? But like, imagine if you were doing that a year ago of like getting into that mindset of visualizing, like when I'm pregnant and then sharing my story, like now you're you're being of service to so many to share like your suffering. You might not have shared it while you were going through it, but now that you're on the other side of it. And so to think about that too, like, will there be service in this, in this journey for you? And, and I think how to, how to shift that in daydreaming, visualizing. So meditation, of course. And I have like mudras for each phase of your cycle, which I like seed cycling, you know, which I know Elisa does a lot of, mm-hmm. um, and again, you can pick and choose what works for you. But the, the mindset piece is, is is too powerful to underestimate. I mean, we just know so much now from a neuroscience perspective. And I get into that a lot in my book, Body Belief. But like what you think about literally does create a physiological response in your body, you know? Mm-hmm. And so your thoughts not only dictate your behaviors, which dictate your health, but they literally dictate your physiology. So if you are walking around thinking you are broken all the time and you have a case of the ethics, as I say, like, F it, why, why do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to set you up for success. Also, no, my biggest realization was this is hyper important too because getting pregnant is one part of it. Then yeah. staying pregnant, because I miscarried. And then once that happens, having the positive mindset to know divine timing, I'm not broken. I can recover from this. I'm going to try again with a positive attitude. And then all of a sudden you're pregnant and then you feel like first trimester. Yeah. And you're like, I'm depressed. I don't feel good. I'm not functioning. And then you're like, okay, I'll get out of this. And then the whole time, I hope I have a healthy baby. And then, you know, when the kid comes, you're like, am I doing this right? <laughs> and are you a good person? Yeah. And I mean, it just never That's ends. Never ends. So you just have to have a positive mindset because you're going to drown in your motherhood otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and resources. I think community is hugely important. I think a lot of women are suffering in silence in this path. And 
you know, uh, I say sharing lifts the shame, you know, so I do think finding a community, even if it's like a virtual one where you may never meet these people, but like just feeling heard and understood and not alone in this. And then also it's helpful. So many of my girls like get so inspired by other women's stories and just like, okay, so this is what she did. Okay. So I can do that too. You know, you get a lot of inspiration from hearing other women who have, who have struggled and have made it to the other side. Well, Thank you so much for this because I feel You're welcome. like you. it has become so much of this is the protocol and I'm very happy to have a positive conversation about all the other aspects. Yeah. Where are all the places people can find you? Uh, my website, I think is a great place to start, amyraup.com. And then, you know, uh, my Instagram too. Like you said, I think Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook are where we're, you know, uh, I'm active every day and I do my lives every week. I have my fertility hot seat every other week on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. that's a good place too to to follow me and and see all the things we're doing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pia. And congratulations again. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.